Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars right now on Radio.com, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities. I'm Randy Cardoon. This week, we catch up with our pals from Garage Squad, Heather Storm, who's now in her third seasons with the show, and as a bonus, Fans of the show will recognize the lead mechanic, Joel Zolper, who isn't exactly your typical TV car guy. In fact, he'll tell you how he became the right guy at the right time at the right place to get the gig. So, Joe, let's start it off with what was the first car you remember growing up? 1970 Oldsmobile 442. That was my dad's car, and I was about four years old, and I used to sit out in the garage and help him work on it. You know, I mean, you know, of course, you know, he was one of the dads, you know, that he, he'd teach me how to do something. And then after that, he'd get busy. So he would just hand me a wrench and tell me, go check over nuts and bolts. I'm four years old. So I don't know if that wrench fit half them bolts. I couldn't tell you, but I kept myself busy, you know, and that's how it all started, you know. <laughs> and that started really your process toward really working on cars and being attracted to them as a kid. Oh, yes. And when I was a kid, I was the kid that would get toys for Christmas. And within two days, I had them tore apart. <laughs> I, I would literally take to- toys and morph them into something else. I take five toys and try to make one out of it, you know, and and I can remember no one would ever want me to be running around the house with a screwdriver and pliers. And but I was the kid where, you know, they, they gave up. They were just like, you know, let him have it. He's going to tear the stuff apart to figure out how it works. It's, it's just it's inevitable. So so you had Franken cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I had a lot of them. Yes, a lot of them. <laughs> he was enterprising. He was putting them back together, selling them. <laughs> oh, selling them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, my, my, I, was like, I can make this better. That was my <laughs> <laughs> Of course, remember when we had Heather on, for those of you who listened to the podcast before, the one story, and I didn't even have to listen to the podcast again to remember but obviously you were brought up in montana the story about the car with the chain oh yes yes my my the my bonneville uh, i think it was an 86 bonneville and that that's that was my actual first car that i was driving and in montana you can drive at you can get your driver's license of course everyone's driving trucks and stuff at 10 years old but you can get your driver's license at 15 so it's wow. actually a year earlier than most states um but yeah, I beat the hell out of that car. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, we lived off a dirt road already out of town. So it was basically my friends and I would just drive out. That's what you did in small towns. You drive out of town and sit out there, do a little drinking, do a little hanging out, and then you see what the car can do. Well, the 86 Bonneville doesn't really do much. <laughs> so by the time I gave it to my brother, the hood of the car was chained down. And he said at one point the chain came loose and it flew off. And, you know, that's, See, Joe, he was that, the younger brother. He had to deal with it. Joe, that was a visual for me right there. Is that right. Driving down in this old Pontiac and all of a sudden the chain is holding the hood up, you know. It's like, oh, my gosh. I don't know what it went through. A lot, a lot. Now, Joe, you grew up in the Illinois area. Joliet, Illinois, is where you have your uh, customizing garage now. Of course, you were a big fan, I take it, of the Blues Brothers being from Joliet, Illinois. Oh, well, you almost have to be, you know, from Joliet, Illinois. You know, my my nickname to some of my friends is Joliet Joe, you know. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, yeah, Blues Brothers is just kind of, you know, it's in your blood if you live around here. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, you know. And Halloween, I'm sure, in Joliet is is full of guys looking like uh, the two Blues Brothers. Oh, they're everywhere. Really? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's. 
It's un-American to be in Joliet and not see someone dressed up as Blues Brothers on Halloween. Well, they have the car in Elwood, the police car up on a pole. You do? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Yeah. They do or you do? There is one. They do. I don't have one, no. You mean the city has actually put the Blues Brothers Dodge Who on a pole? Who put that up there? It, yeah, the diplomat. I, I don't you know, I don't know who put it up there, but I mean it's got the siren on the yep. roof and everything. The guys are I in mean, it too. Is that yeah, like outside Heather, City Hall? Got a photo. I got a photo of it. Yeah, the guys are in it too. Really? So is that outside City Hall? Is it right <laughs> next to the flag? Where is this? <laughs> thing? I think there's a gas station right there. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gas station. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, totally yeah. worth seeing though. No, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Joe, what was your first car? Oh, my first car was a 1982 Honda Accord hatchback. It was ugly brown, and it had a smash fender, and I was the coolest kid ever. That's all, you know, because, you know, when you got your first car, it can be the biggest pile of junk. But to you, that that's freedom. And so to it's your friends? It's cool. You know, it's, it's cool all on its own just because it's, it's your first thing that's your own. And to your and, friends, it's freedom, too. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, and then somehow, well, you know how it is. I grew up in a small town, you know, so when you got a car, you also have a lot of friends all of a sudden, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that car met its demise about three months into owning it. I got bet if I would jump a bridge with water on the other side on a flood, and I did it. I destroyed the car. It ended up having to go to the junkyard. <laughs> Okay, that then, was the history of my first car. Now, wait a minute. Did this have anything to do with the Dukes of Hazard? I mean, did, is that where you got the idea? I have a Dukes of Hazard car. Oh. Yeah, I'm a big Dukes of Hazard kid. I get I, I have photos of me with sitting watching Dukes of Hazard with my Dukes of Hazard, you know, little tray table, you know, and eating dinner, watching the show. Oh yeah, I was when I was a kid. It was I was big Dukes of Hazard fan, and as I got older, when I was 19, I bought a Charger. And uh, I restored it and painted it like the Dukes of Hazard. I got to meet all the guys from the show, and they autographed it and everything. Very cool. Now, I, I saw in the news recently, I guess it's kind of a thing where you watch the show and you think, hey, I could do this in any car. <laughs> a, a, guy, a guy showed up in a Toyota Corolla. No. He pulls up to this little drainage ditch, decides, huh. Bo Duke could do this. He backs it up all the way, floors it, and let's just say it didn't make it. It didn't turn out well for him, huh? <laughs> Did not turn out well for the car. So there's there's a mindset for just about anybody who's a fan of that. Absolutely. That's one of those things where as as much as you put your mind to it, the car's just not going to do it. It doesn't matter how much you want it. And of course, you've been obviously wrenching on cars for a long time, Heather. We talked about your situation where you learned from your dad a lot of things Mm -hmm. and and you felt comfortable enough to do the show i did i didn't really know what i was in for 100 (laughs) percent, but i was ready for anything uh no you know working with your dad in a garage is a lot different than suddenly getting in there with five other guys and pulling apart a whole car Mm-hmm. So I have learned an immeasurable amount since I've been on the show. Yeah, Joe, talk a little about Heather when she first joined you guys on Garage Squad and really where she's come from that point 
to watching her. And if you've seen her this year, I mean, you're like diving. You're wearing gloves, Heather, okay? <laughs> but I could imagine at one point you probably would say, well, I am I can handle this and rip them off and go get your hands all greasy. Oh, yeah, they get greasy. Be nice, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, the first time, you know, I got to work with Heather, you know, I thought, well, you know, let, let's see what she can do, you know. And we were in the garage working, and Heather will tell you that, you know, I get stressed out. We're worried about parts. Are we going to get it done? Is this going to work? And when Heather came up to me, she's already dirty. It's been a long day. And she says, Joe, you look like you can use some help. And she's like, and I'm just going to go take care of this. And I'm going to go take care of that. And she goes over there and dives in. And that's when I knew she's going to be just fine. She can hold her own. She can sling the wrench. She can do anything that I need help with. And because that's the big thing, you know, is when you got someone new coming into the team, are they going to be a team player? That's more important sometimes than their knowledge. And well, we got lucky with Heather. I mean, we, we scored on both ends on that deal. And the whole chemistry really seems to work very well on the show. I mean, it's it's one day somebody's the comic relief. The other day you're just really <laughs> grinding. And what was that one scene earlier this year where you were working on the torque wrench on a car? Oh, and... yeah. Oh, yeah. Working on the on the engine with the torque wrench. And I, I, I should have been holding it. <laughs> and I was not. And Joe was standing there watching me probably thinking, at one point this might not go so well. <laughs> Weren't you, Joe? A <laughs> little bit. A little bit, actually. Right as right as I see her grab the torque wrench, and and I was just getting ready, and I just you know my mind was moving faster than my body, and too late. Away she went, and and what do you expect? She was torquing to 110 foot pounds. I mean that that's a lot, you know. And that was like and, my whole body was into that. <laughs> yeah, her whole body was into it, you know, and. And when she fell, you know, I, I was very concerned. I, I was worried the torque wrench, you know, was, was broke, you know, but it, but Heather was okay. We were just concerned about the torque wrench, weren't we, Heather? <laughs> yeah, I actually was, as I was falling backwards, I was thinking, I hope nothing's behind me. Because a lot, most of the time, yeah. tools are everywhere in the garage. I mean, we almost trip over them because, you know, someone will move something out of the way and now it's behind you and you didn't know it was there. And all, all I was thinking is, is there anything behind me? I hope not. And then I fell and hit the ground and I was like, okay, cool. There's, I didn't fall on anything. This certainly got yeah. you qualified for the Stunt Writers Association, right? right? I mean, right. Yeah, you know, and, and, in all honesty, you know, I've seen guys really get hurt with stuff like that. Yeah. So we were glad she was. Yeah. yeah. about it now, but at the time, it wasn't a joke. Joe, when you first got involved in this show, as I understand it, you weren't necessarily a guy who showed up in central casting or, or a casting call. Tell me a little bit of how, how you got involved in the show from year one. Actually, it was, I'll be honest with you, I got a phone call from this guy that I know, and um, it was a real quick conversation, and I happened to work like 18 hours straight the day before, and when he called me, I was so tired. I couldn't, really didn't register what he said, and I thought that I had to go help fix a car for a TV commercial or something, is what I thought. And I was supposed to meet him at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon the following day, and I remember going, and I'm going to call and tell him I'm not going to be able to make it. And then I thought, man, they're driving all the way from Chicago, I can't do it, you know, and I just changed clothes, and I'm so tired. It was everything I can do to drive over there, and, and I walk in this garage, and I just start talking about what we need to do to this vehicle, and some guy's standing there with an iPhone recording me talking, 
And then they said, hey, uh, would you like to do a pilot? And I'm like, for what? And I thought this was a TV commercial, and it just went from there. It was they they they, uh, they were impressed with my knowledge and background, and uh, it just kind of took off from there. The whole TV thing was really not in your wheelhouse at that point. Was that even on the on the speck of the horizon for you, your TV career? No, no, <laughs> I have my own shop I, that's successful, and and uh, the TV career was just kind of thrown in my lap and. We did a pilot, and we had some people from Velocity here. Chris Jacobs was here, and uh, and I called Cy, who I'm friends with, and I'm like, "Hey, Cy, I got this deal where I gotta, you know, fix this vehicle for a TV pilot. You want to come give me a hand?" And size up for anything, you know. Size that guy when you're even if it's a bad idea, he's coming just to watch. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, I'll come give you a hand," and he came here and. One thing led to another. Uh, disc- uh, Velocity said, hey, would you like to be the lead mechanic and the host of the show? And I thought, well, why not? We'll give it a shot. <laughs> wow. And then you realize how much work it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 there is, you know, how about some of them hot summer days we get, you know, oh. or the or the cold ones? Yes. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's times where I'm going, did I really make the right decision? <laughs> <laughs> and, and for a lot of people who haven't seen the show or have seen the show, the half hour version, now the hour version, how long does it take to do a car? Well, it's it's almost a week. Not quite. Yeah, not quite. It, uh, when we were doing the half hour version, what, Heather, sometimes we get, what, three and a half yeah, days? Yeah, three and a half days would be to, I mean, yeah. it was crazy. And some of those days were yeah. long days. So, so yeah. when they expanded the show, you actually got more time to do the builds. Yeah, big bonus. Yeah, well, just just shy of <laughs> not much more time. We get a day and a half a, more. So you we're know, almost five. Two more, yeah, two more days. But it, it helps out a lot. It really mm-hmm. does. And we have a lot more time to tell the story. And the story yeah. really is a big thing. Yeah, that's what really makes the show is what we're finding out. I mean, it's fun to work on the cars, and obviously each different car has its own unique things that are fun to share, but it's the people that we're, that we're helping that really make the difference, and finding those unique stories of people who are super deserving is, is, is really great. It feels good for us to finish. And when people send in their submissions, as uh, Bruno likes to call it, <laughs> the car, I assume, has to not run. That would be a Joe question. Yeah, well, I, you know, to be honest with you, I got I like the challenge of a car not running. If mm-hmm. the car runs, if the hurt of the beast runs, everything else is kind of, well, it's got to get done, you know. But it just seems for me, and I, and I know Heather and the guys, even though sometimes we don't know if we're going to get it done, the challenge of a of a non-running vehicle I yeah. think is exciting for yeah. us. I, I mean to know that it's been sitting for a while and and you know it hasn't it hasn't been doing anything there's just something about that that's uh that's a little lot more rewarding than if it ran but just ran kind of crappy well it was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. well it was that classic scene you guys had i think it was in your first year the Oldsmobile yeah. that just that was full of dust oh, and God. then somebody started it and all this junk oh, comes out of the that exhaust was, oh. Yeah, Man. And, and the funny part is, is people thought that we fake that. Yeah, nothing fake about that. That was Nerdy mouse nothing. hotels. <laughs> yes, I mean, there was nothing fake about it. In fact, I remember saying, I remember having to say, I'm like, when we start this thing with all the mice 
that and nest and everything that was on the inside, I'm like, I can only imagine what's in the exhaust. And at the last second, the cameraman's like, I'm going to put a camera there. <laughs> and, and sure as hell, here it comes. It was, it was wild. That was fun to see, actually. It was just <laughs> <laughs> There's your visual. And that actually is one of the better shots you guys have ever had. I mean, that one shot in there where all of a sudden all that junk comes coming out. Oh, my goodness. It is. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, that's a good one. But that, how about it, Heather? That garage, it even after we cleaned it, washed it, and painted the inside, it's the whole garage still stunk for another three days. The car still smelled too a little bit inside. Really, oh. a tiny bit. I could just still because because that that scent was so stuck in my nostrils from working on it for yeah. days and being inside and locked inside of the car. Um, <laughs> that uh, that I just I couldn't get that smell out of my nostrils. I don't know if it really still smelled or if I just had that scent stuck in my nose you from working wa- on there. You couldn't wash that smell right out of your no, hair. No, it wouldn't go no. away. <laughs> no. Days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. Well, there are so many different cars you guys put together, and of course, you had talked about one of the ones that uh, was just airing. Mm-hmm. That was the one with the um, Chevy truck, the '67 Chevy 4x4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, that was yeah. a really great yeah. episode. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, that was our truck of the year. Well, no, we had two trucks. I lied. That was our second truck of the year, mm-hmm. um, and. The guy, Neil, the owner, was super deserving. He had a, a tragedy in the family, and he was just down in the dumps. And our challenge isn't just getting the car running again or the truck. It's also kind of lifting the spirits of the people that we're working with in, in some of the situations, and particularly in this one. And the day one or two, you're like, oh, no, you know. I don't know if we're going to be able to help him like mentally feel better. You know, I hope he comes around. But and after that week of us working there in the truck running and you see him get a smile on his face, it, it, there's nothing like it. It feels great. Yeah, and Joe, we'd sit there and watch the show and, and something would happen. And suddenly you'd have to find a part that isn't necessarily available at your <laughs> local auto zone or something like that. I yes. mean, how do you find some of those parts so quickly? Uh, it pretty much just has to do with growing up in this industry i mean you know i know a lot of people a large uh spectrum of you know different type of car guys you know we got import guys you got your ford the chevy you know that rivalry you know Mm -hmm. and and when you're involved in all of it you get to know a lot of people and the one thing that i do is like i go i'll go over to someone's house and they'll be showing me you know i call it car stock you know they got intakes and carburetors and and I don't know why. I guess it's just a gearhead in me. I can just file that in my head and go, I know someone who might have that. And the phone calls start going out. You know, that's kind of how it's done. It seems like there's a benefit in some ways to the small town, too. Because, you know, we're in those yeah. rural areas. You guys kind of know each other all in the industry. And, and is mm-hmm. this all around where you are, Joe, where you're located in Illinois around the Chicago area? or Because there are times... You don't necessarily say where you are, so we take a wild guess from the open skies. And I'd say we're all over. How, how, how's that sound, Heather? We're, <laughs> we're, we're everywhere. Well. <laughs> well, but if there's a certain look, for example, uh, Pimp My Ride always looked like it was some house in the generic San Fernando Valley somewhere, and they'd always come up and do something. Yeah. You guys are more in the Midwest. We are in, the, we are in the Chicago, not Chicago, but in the, in the Midwest, in Illinois, rural area, mm-hmm. um, around yeah. Chicago area, but we are 
hopefully, and I know Joe and I are hopeful and, and a lot of people are, is like, eventually we're going to need to branch out and find cars that are elsewhere. So, I, you know, as the years progress, hopefully with the show, you know, we're looking forward to maybe branching out. and Because there's only so many stories we're going to of, of cars that we really want to work on when we're trying to show something unique. And you've gone from a half hour to an hour and soon, Garage Squad... The motion picture. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Traveling the world. <laughs> I, I, can see, I can see it. Well, now, we had talked before about the idiosyncrasies of some of the people. And, Joe, I want your input on this because is it true? Heather said on our previous visit that Bruno has a little thing for about his hair. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That's an ongoing joke. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I... Didn't I make fun of Bruno's on, on camera this year, I think? It's in uh, one of the episodes. Yeah, probably. I mean, kind of. it slips out every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We catch him check him, himself out once in a while with his hair, you know? I mean, it doesn't move, so there's not really anywhere for it to go. And, and I watched <laughs> the most recent uh, one that I've seen is... Was the GTO where we all learned about Heather's secret skill. What was my secret skill? Do you remember that? <laughs> it involved it involved M and M's. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I did have a secret skill. I scared the heck out of Heather right there. She's looking at me like, oh, my God, what's he going to say? What what skill do I have that I don't know about right now? Um, well, I don't have that skill. I got bean in the forehead like four times. I actually surprised myself when I caught it. So, so what happened is Bruno walks in, and I guess you guys were down in the dump, so it's really hot. Things weren't going oh, well with yeah. the build. Everybody was, uh, let's say they weren't thrilled. And then all of a sudden he starts popping M&M's. Or a similarly based chocolate. It was M and M's, yeah. Okay, they're not our sponsor yet, but maybe oh. they will be. Maybe they will be. So they start suddenly start throwing it at people from or, across the car, from, the other side of the car. And Heather, how did you have the dexterity? I I don't know. He was throwing them to the guys. He had thrown one. I, I forget who was standing next to me. He had thrown one to side, hit him. He had thrown one to Joe, it hit him. And I said, "Hey, Bruno, over here," and he threw it to me, and I just caught it right in my mouth and i was like all right is that the I first win. time that ever happened to you or, i think you... so oh okay you well know... i mean i i guess as a kid you know i play that game my dad would throw grapes uh -huh. or m&ms or m&ms sometimes it'd be grapes which aren't as fun um but <laughs> but um you know we'd he'd always have us try to catch those which you know you do a bunch in a popcorn you do a bunch you maybe catch one so i have practiced but it's been a long time <laughs> so the mo it's a repeat motor skill thing. Yeah, it's like riding okay. a bike. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So, Joe, what is yours? I haven't been able to quite find out what your what what's what's Joe's thing. That, oh, or does he have a thing aside from the fact that he's a Mopar guy? What's my thing? Yeah, oh, in I, other words, I don't know. What, your secret you... skill. Your my secret skill. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I was getting my daughter off the bus this uh, this afternoon. And I was standing at the end of the driveway dancing to embarrass her. I think I can dance. She was totally embarrassed and said, Dad, don't ever do that again. So I think my secret skill is dancing, but Has I, he I ever don't know. Danced on I the show? have never seen Joe actually dance. Really? So I guess this next season we're going to have to get the radio out and put this <laughs> skill to the test. <laughs> oh, yeah. I dance like I'm holding a barbell and standing on two footballs. I mean, it, it, it's pretty terrible. I'm not going to lie, but. You know, I, I I I embarrassed my daughter, and to me, that was hilarious. So, so your skill is to I, embarrass your daughter. My skill, is, my skill is not dancing. My skill is to embarrass my 10-year-old. You know, of course, all the kids on the bus are laughing, and she's just shaking her head. You know? I, I, I have the... 
I have the visual in my head right now of the promo. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Buy some car, and you guys are doing something. And all of a sudden, Joe, there he goes, dancing away. That's great. That's going to be like that Seinfeld episode with Elaine, where she thinks she can dance. Yeah. And she starts doing the fingers and thumbs, and she doesn't understand why anyone doesn't like her after that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so now the season came to an end. And do I understand this correctly? You, Heather, have a new car, which is really an old car. I do, yeah. Now, how did that come about? That came about because uh, I had my uh, BMW, my 428, on a lease, and I was needing to turn it in. It was time. And I thought, God, I really don't know what I would like to do next. And I know I'd like to kind of be able to have a car that I can get to know. Um, you know, a classic car that I can get to know. And so, actually, um, Ronnie on the show, the mechanic, um, his brother had the car that I ended up getting and it was in great condition when I went to go look at it and it just kind of it just kind of happened it wasn't it wasn't really planned I just kind of put it out there and they're like hey you know what you might like this car I said actually I do like that car let me go check it out which is a 65 Mustang coupe Mm -hmm. um and it's silver blue um, pony interior. Did Joe go through the uh, mechanicals for you? He has not gone through the mechanicals for me. <laughs> I don't need it to be souped up and like have a thousand horsepower on it with blowers. Yeah, yeah. I know what he would do to it. It's all original right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm trying to keep it more original, not the I Joe see. style. There. I see. Okay. So this will be your daily driver. This is a daily driver for me. Um, um, although I'm not driving a lot, so mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of a careful daily driver, if that makes sense. We're in LA. LA. It's a little scary, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't want anyone to mess it up. So, yeah, I'll right. be Ubering as well. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> there are a lot of car shows. You could take it around to car right. shows. No, absolutely. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I plan to. And, and you had been putting on social media at one point that you were, and I assume it's because the show ended, you had the car. You didn't want to ship it. Hey, let's drive it. So you did. I did a road trip. Yeah, I did a classic American road trip, and I plan to do several more road trips in the car as well. That's kind of the plan. Um, I went from Pontiac, Illinois, um, all the way to uh, Winfield, Kansas, and stopped at the Bluegrass Festival there and hung out. And along the way, I, I visited small towns and ate food and talked to people, and I blogged about it and got all that up on my website so people can kind of follow the adventure and see where I went. And I made some videos as well. It was it was a really good time. It was, it was a lot of fun. And you went by yourself? Uh, no, I had a friend with me. Okay, got to take pictures. Right, that's a duh. Hello, you got to take your videographer. Otherwise, of I'm just selfieing the whole time. It doesn't come out quite as well. <laughs> the videos would be really close. <laughs> Joe, if you ever had a chance to do that, where you've taken like an old car and, and driven it across country or halfway across country, my problem is it seems like every time I get one of my cars done. Someone comes and wants to buy it. So I really never get to go enjoy it. But I do have cars that, you know, I'll have, you know, until I die, you know. But I've never been able to take the time. You know, between Garage Squad, running the business the last 20 years, it's just, it's hard. You know, that's why, you know, I was watching what Heather was doing. And, and I, I even thought, man, I would love to do that. So fire up one of my cars and just go, you know, and, and have fun. What kind of car would that be? Which one do you think? Uh, probably, probably my twin turbo station wagon. Twin turbo station, okay. <laughs> we paused. <laughs> Go, yeah, yeah, sorry. 
Go I into a little a, more detail on that, if you would, please. I have a 66 Belvedere uh, station wagon, a Plymouth, you know, Mopar. Oh, yeah. And I built a big block with twin turbos on it. Nice. It's on air ride, air conditioning. You know, it has DVD player in it, the whole nine yards, and plenty of room. So if I were to go on a road trip, I would load that up, and that's what I would take. That sounds and perfect. Be, that sounds great. Yeah, that's that's what I would drive. The only problem is, is you know, it's a thousand horse twin turbo. <laughs> See what I mean? So, uh, I'm not and here we go. Far. Yeah. So this is why Heather won't let me work. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be. Uh, make sure you have your Gas Buddy app with you, and make sure you know where every gas Seriously. station is between now and. Yes. That yeah. could be rough on some parts of Route 66. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little difficult. But that sounds like a great car. What else do you have in your garage, Joe? I have a total of 11 vehicles is what I, what I have. Okay, I, I have, have a notepad. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, and I, I got to say, you know, my wife, too. My wife has uh, alcohol-blown race cars. I saw the video of that. I see, there's a video on YouTube, I think it is, of you starting hers up, and that's wild. Yeah, and she she actually won uh, her first race, which was really great. And I I, I got to throw this out there because I'm so proud of her. You know, I'm a proud husband. You know, I, I got you know I, I got a bigger head than she does right now about this. You know, but my wife was the first female to enter this class, and she went there dealing with pros that had been running this class for years, and she cleaned house, and and she knocked them all out and. She uh, won, and she was the first female to win the class, first female to enter the class. And uh, she did really well. I'm very proud of her. Uh, my daughter races. She has a junior dragster. She races. She's won oh, quite a bit this year, I know, because it's up on the mantle in my living room, and she <laughs> rubs it in every night. That Dad, you don't have a trophy up there. Yeah. <laughs> But we're a family full of cars. I, we got, I got everything from muscle cars to race cars to lowrider trucks, lifted trucks, you name it. We now, got it all. Now, you've talked on the show about how you're a Mopar guy. So are most of them Mopars? All of them, but my lowrider truck is a Mopar. When it comes to trucks, I'm a Chevy DMC guy. Uh, but I did put a Dodge motor in it, so if that means anything. I put a wow, diesel really? Cummins in it. Yeah, I put a diesel Cummins in it in my uh, Chevy Dually. But, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you, I'm a Mopar guy because my dad, in the late 80s, he converted the Mopars, and I just followed them. They were Mopar did a lot of things that were different, uh, you know, back in the day versus what Chevy and Ford did. And, and I, had, I don't, you know, I, I like being different, as Heather will tell you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I just stood in, you know, with the Mopar uh, crowd. The truth of the matter is, is I'll take a 68 Chevelle or a 69 Chevelle any day. I'm the guy that I just love everything. It, it's nothing. It, my, my heart's for Mopar, but I love them all. It doesn't matter what. 68 Chevelle was my second car. <laughs> Oddly enough. Started with started with a 307, and uh, that didn't last long. I think I blew that up somewhere. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's very good lines, very clean lines on that car. Yes. Beautiful. So... so we always ask these questions. What are the top three cars on the Joe Zoper, I want to get that car someday list? Uh, I want a 62 Biscayne. 
Lowrider, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, Heather will tell you. For me, everything's got to be low, long yeah. and low. And and um, a '71 Hemi Cuda, for sure, definitely. And I would really like a big block 427 four-speed uh, Chevelle or even a '69 Camaro. Those are my dream cars right there. Joe, is that it, I have left. I have everything else I want. Of all the cars you've had, you've probably gotten rid of a few here and there. What's the one car that you got rid of that you look back and go, man, I wish I had that car back? Good question. Heather, you remember the <clears throat> red uh, Fastback uh, 68 Barracuda that I that was my daily driver on season one? I, I drove it all the time. If I wasn't driving the van. You know, no, I wasn't on van. season one, though. I mean, I'm sorry, season two. Oh, season two. I, I don't remember yep. seeing that car. But that car was probably the car I wish I wouldn't have got rid of. I, It had nitrous on it, and I drove it every day, and it was just a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm, wanted, I'm wanted in a couple counties, but that's another story. That's another why he time. wears those shirts. They're real. <laughs> well, yeah. Those T-shirts that he wears on the show. We watched the show the other night, and my wife is going, okay, so Joe was wearing the shirt that said, I know, I know, license and registration. <laughs> and also, I really got pulled over wearing that shirt. Remember, Heather? Yes, I, he I did. He in the van on the way to set. Yeah, he got pulled over in that shirt in the Garage Squad van. In the Garage Squad <laughs> van? You were racing the Garage Squad van? No, doesn't no. doesn't go that it, fast. All, yeah, it doesn't tell you. There's no racing the Garage Squad van unless it's downhill off a cliff. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. Okay, but I would tell you that no, I actually got pulled over for uh, a brake light out. And when he come walking up and he looked at me and he read the shirt, the look on his face was priceless. I didn't even, he just said, you got a brake light out. Can you get it fixed? I'm like, no problem. I am a mechanic. And he goes, okay. And he walked away because he read the shirt and thought there is no point going any farther with this traffic stop. I would have liked to see that on camera. I wish we had the video of that. <laughs> I know. That would have been a great promo on its own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, and of course, the other shirt wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. How many yeah. shirts do you have like that, Joe? Well, with uh, with my company, Prison City, actually, those shirts have been made. I've made them things on and off for oh, I don't know, eighteen years. Like you know, wasn't me and unorganized crime, and I've actually been had them shirts for years. I have a Barbara Walters question. That is kind of like, if you were a plant, what plant would you be? But that's not the question. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's almost too oh surreal. God. That's too surreal for me. But one day I was you know, doing a show, and I, it just dawned on me, we all go through life, and we all, if we had any forewarning of what was coming ahead, how things would change, if you had an opportunity to write a note to yourself at an earlier age and say, okay, do this, and this is going to work for you. Don't do this. That way you won't have to face that. <laughs> what what Joe do you think you would write a younger Joe? A younger Joe. Uh, when you start a business, don't grow too quick too fast. That would be the number one thing that I would say. Take your time, enjoy the ride. Mhm. Very good. Hmm. Heather? Oh. I know I'm getting too deep. It is very deep and uh that makes me like soul searching here and i'm like i don't need to soul search i just need to answer the question (laughs) um i would say um really my 
my younger self would just tell myself to trust myself more, mm-hmm. honestly, to tell tell myself that um, because I always really can trust myself more, but it's easy to hear a lot of chatter from other people mm-hmm. and to tune them out and just go with your gut all the time. Well, especially in the business you're in, not only doing the cars and all that, but the actress side and yeah, all the other stuff everything in life. You know, everyone has an opinion about things and you want to ask people that you care about and that are supportive of you, but also you just, you really need to always trust yourself because you mm-hmm. know best no matter what anyone else says. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, if I can add to that, Heather, one of the things that I like is you show a lot of other women that you can do anything you want. Just dive in and do it. I mean, you, you can accomplish anything. And, and you know, females or women, I don't know what you want to say, like like Heather, you know, it, it, they make great examples for, like, my daughter. You know, my daughter watches the show. She sees Heather out there getting dirty and learning this stuff and teaching me stuff that I didn't know. And, and then it makes my daughter want to come out and start doing stuff. So Thank I think, you. Uh, I think it's great. But here's the thing. Life's scary. You can't always do everything. You don't always know how to do everything. You don't always know how to put the car back together. But you figure it out. You just do it anyway. And then you feel great about it. And the the whole team concept, too. (laughs) Right. Oh, we could not do it without the team. It's teamwork all the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really, really is. It it, is, yes. And it amazes me how some people who we see on TV doing certain things have so much else going on the side. For example, Heather does this thing where you're a foodie. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a drinky, so to speak. Yeah. No, that's wrong. Yeah. That's the wrong phrase. That brings up something else. Um, but you're, you're, but you're, not when driving. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you got into the whole food and, and drink yeah. thing. I, I, well, I own a business and uh, catering business, and we focus on bar catering. Um, and, you know, I, I used to, a long time ago, uh, sell some luxury spirits so I kind of got in through that way and because of that I just have a lot of knowledge in in that background and I went and went on to get certified sommelier and just I I really enjoy um, food and beverages and the art that is entailed and then I think I just enjoy the craft of things in general because there's a craft of food that's not too unsimilar to the craft of cars when you think about it when you put a lot of care into something and you put a care into how you're going to craft that and make it unique it's Mm -hmm. it's very similar when you think about food like that as well so for example after our show you will go on to do your weekend stuff we uh, recorded this on a friday so what example would you be eating tonight (laughs) i um well on a typical friday night don't don't tell me you're gonna go have jack tacos that would probably ruin the whole image i was gonna say (laughs) tacos um well Typically, uh, let's see, is it 5 o'clock yet for a glass of wine? (laughs) (laughs) We're getting close. Close enough. No, um, you know, what I love is discovering um, new local places. Even in in L.A., there's, you know, a lot of new local places that open up with great chefs. When I was in Chicago, I got to do the same thing. Um, A lot of little neighborhood spots that you you just get to discover a lot of Italian places where uh, it was just phenomenal stuff. A little casual, but just dynamite food and that's what I look for when I when I go so I like to discover new places I mean I always have my standard favorites of course where mm-hmm. in each city but I really like to discover some new spots I, I actually like going out and eating alone um, and I know that that might sound strange to people but I like to go to the bar sit by myself there talk with the bartender get some food and just enjoy um, kind of getting to know the local scene at places too two things one I keep thinking of Steve Martin in the movie uh, he, he showed up one time alone and he says, 
table for oh, one. Right. And right. he walks across the restaurant <laughs> and there's this, there's this beam of light following him along and everybody stops. And people don't recognize you? Um, sometimes, yeah. Um, but not in a weird way. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. In a, in a respectful way. <laughs> All right. So no idea, though, let's say what you're going to have tonight. I could have Italian food. It is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I did do that, I would maybe have some nice burrata cheese and tomatoes, um, some basil, and then maybe a yummy pasta. Mm. Very good. Very I don't know. Good. I'm getting hungry kind of talking about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're Do you have any impact on craft services when you guys shoot? Like what food they bring in? Um, I think I've made an impact overall over the past couple of years, don't you, Joe? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the guys me, are actually eating have, healthy. Yeah, we're, we're eating healthy. The only thing I asked for was Kool-Aid. I mean, other than that, I was good. That wasn't the healthy part. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, the first year guys are looking at me because I would have salads. Like, that's all you're going to eat? And now they're like, I see I see Cy with a vegetarian sandwich sometimes. Seriously? And, yeah. No, seriously. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to eat healthier. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Joe. So after we're done, you're in a different time zone. You're closer to dinner. What are you going to have for dinner tonight? Cheeseburgers. That was easy. Next question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am, I, you know, I grew up on a farm. I'm, I'm a meat and potato guy, and it's Friday night. You know, we, we all worked hard here this week, and, you know, my wife will be home, and honestly, I think I'm going out for a steak dinner tonight. It's oh. just been a long week, and, and that, that's, that's my thing. I, I love on a Friday and Saturday night. Getting dressed up, yes, Heather. Dressed up, whoa! Dressed up. I, yes. He knew I was going to be shocked at that statement. Yeah, I knew you were. Does yes, that? I, no, wait. I, does I, that I, mean I, your nice T-shirt? No. no <laughs> What's it going to no, say I, on it, Joe? I What's got, it going to say? I'm dressed I up nice. Nice button-up shirt. And I, you know, I like getting dressed up. You know, I like to be presentable. You know, for my wife, and you know, and my daughter, because my daughter gets dressed up, and we just go someplace, and we go out to dinner. We hop in the truck after dinner, and we go cruising around, listen to music, and have fun. And that that's pretty much what what my thing is on a Friday and Saturday night when it's time to eat. But that's the, what I like to go do. But the key is, are you wearing a hat? <laughs> yes, I'm wearing a hat. No, not now. Always. I mean, when you dress up. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, no, I do not wear a hat. Oh, oh wow. classy. Do, yeah. have, have I do not seen, wear a hat, no. Have you seen him without a hat? A few times, then he usually puts the hat on and thinks people are looking at his hair. <laughs> he gets hey, self-conscious hey, when he doesn't have a hat on. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't worry about my hair. The only reason, I wear a hat because I got kind of a blockhead, so I, I just like. Wearing yeah, it's a your hat, head, you know? not your hair. You're like you're looking at my head. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you're standing there. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So. So, again, the show uh, is uh, in its fourth season. This is its fourth yep. season. Mm-hmm. It's an hour long now, and it's interesting because it shows a little bit more behind-the-scenes stuff, which is kind of fun. It is. It is really fun. And we get interviewed. Joe Bruno and I also have in, get interviewed and kind of get to tell the story a little bit. So that's nice. Yeah, that's kind of neat. And, uh, Joe, we appreciate you joining us here. So where do you see this going? I mean, how long do you want to do more TV car stuff? Or what, what's your goal in all this? Uh, well, First, I'd like to say that, you know, I think Heather, I, everybody, we're very proud that uh, this show is now a one-hour show. We work very hard to make that happen. Um, where do I see this going? I'll tell you, it's garage squad for me. I, I'm always trying to plan for the future. 
with that show and I don't know, Heather, go with me on this. I, I think if we work hard, we could get 10 seasons out of this. We're going to go what gray. We're going to go gray on the show. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I think if we keep working together and doing what we're doing, yes. Now, as far as a, a TV career, I don't I don't think that's something in the future I'm looking for. I'm looking for other avenues and stuff with this industry. Well, you have yeah, one, that, though. So, I know. <laughs> well, it's either sing, learning to sing, which you may be taking lessons on the side. I don't know. Singing and dancing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, uh, no, wait for singing to the sixth season. Something yeah. to look forward to. <laughs> I can see that now. Okay, and one last time, um, how do people, obviously you watch Garage Squad on Velocity, how do people submit their cars? They can submit their car on garagesquad.tv. And they want to make sure that they include pictures of the car, not with a car cover on it. It's helpful. Um, and yes. a good story of the car and why it's important to them and it's important to get it fixed up. Mm -hmm. um, the only way to get your car considered is by submitting it to garagesquad.tv. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people reach out to Bruno, Joe, and I, um, but really you have to submit it online to get it uh, considered. Oh, so people are actually coming up to you and saying, hey. Dig my car. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, I bet. <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, I just posted a thing on Facebook. I had six people last week alone come to my shop. And it's kind of heartbreaking. You know, they're they're excited to meet me and everything. They want to show me the car. And I always spend time with them. I always look at the car. But I got to let them down easy that we can't bring our, you know, cars or people that we've met to the network. You have to go through the proper channels. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. To keep it fair. And that's yeah. what it's about. Absolutely. And Joe, you, of course, are with uh, Prison City Chopper and Customs. You have your own website and all that. How do people reach you for there? Uh, I'm pretty much a Facebook guy. So Prison City Customs on Facebook or my personal public figure page. Uh, but I also have a website, prisoncitychoppers.com. has all my info and email address and everything you need to get a hold of me at any time. One last thought before we let you go, and you guys have been great today. Thanks for joining us here on Talking About Cars. I, I In doing research, and who knew? Researching Joel Zopler. Who knew? <laughs> so, Joe, according to your bio that I saw, at the age of 18, you worked on garbage trucks and Portage on trucks. That is correct. What, what did you work on? I literally on? started at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Johnny. Wait. <laughs> so what did, what did you do with those? I mean, work the engines? Um... Well, when you're, you're 17 going into 18 years old and you, know, you spend your whole life, you know, on a farm or in a garage, you know, working on this stuff, it's very hard to get someone to hire you to give you a shot when you're that young. And nobody would want anything to do with me because I was just too young. I had no schooling, no nothing. And this guy says, I'm going to give you a You're going to be working on garbage trucks. You're on probation for 60 days. Three weeks in, I was hired on full time. And, you know, you got to pay your dues, you know. And, yes, it was a pretty bad job. But you know what? I, I went to work every day. I held my head up high. And because I have the opportunity and, and I did a very good job there, I was pulling out transmissions, I was rebuilding motors, uh, rear ends, uh, I was doing stuff that most journeyman mechanics were doing. That's kind of where I started my first job was uh, working on garbage trucks and portage on trucks. 
Can uh-huh. I say it was a crappy job? <laughs> Hi-oh! <laughs> Hi-oh! And, and Heather, what's up with you two? Because uh, obviously, you know, the show is going to go on hiatus after you're in ends this season yeah, what, yeah. where were you going to see you next well you can always find me on social media at heather storm la or on my website um heatherstorm.com but i also um host a podcast um along with two other fellows man seeks adventure and we talk about bars cars eats and adventures um all around um so you can find that on man adventure.com and um so doing that while i'm back here in la because i was on a little hiatus some of the guys had to do a couple shows without me um while i was in chicago um so we're Looking, looking forward to uh, getting a few new shows out on that. Of course, we have SEMA coming up, um, big show. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be getting ready for a couple more road trips, as I talked about. Awesome. So. Awesome. Joe, uh, I, I'm going to give Heather something for you. We have our Talking About Cars swag. There we go. So we have a Talking About Cars baseball hat. And since that's basically part of your eternal wardrobe, <laughs> Uh, we'll make sure we give her and you a hat for being on the show. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. I'll be glad to wear that. Absolutely. Garage Squad's Heather Storm and Joe Zoper. Season 4 of Garage Squad can be seen Wednesday nights on Velocity. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to all of our new podcasts right here on our new home at Radio.com. Plus, rate us, write a review, and don't forget to tell all your friends about the cool podcasts we have with all the great guests. Plus, you can listen to our original episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you want to hear our original interview with Heather, well, that's talking about Cars number 41. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can catch us on Facebook at Talking About Cars, Twitter at Talk N About Cars, that's T-A-L-K, the letter N, About Cars, and Instagram, Talking About Cars, and watch our videos on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, I'm Randy Crudum. Join me as we have some fun talking about cars.